this is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Usually Saturdays from 3 to 6, but it is football season, so I am happy to say uh, I did find a spot on the weekend. Thank you, WSB. Sunday 123 is my um, spot this week, but if you lose track of us, uh, my producer Binkley and I do our own podcast, plus put this show up commercial-free on uh, our iTunes account. If you want to find those podcasts, just go to at Freedom Act Radio on Twitter or at Monica Perez Show, and we will tweet that stuff out and how to find us. So uh, we're talking about Kavanaugh, um, and I, in my travels here, trying to get to the bottom of all this, what the real issues are. First of all, I found that Kavanaugh isn't my kind of guy. I'd rather have Judge Andrew Napolitano. Um, but, uh, but, but the travesty of justice that was about to descend upon him is nothing compared to what I found about Bill Cosby. And it actually is, uh, to defend him is difficult because what he did was absolutely reprehensible. And that's why they got away with, uh, with taking away his constitutional rights, but I'm going to tell you what they did and what rights they took away because that behavior by the government could jail uh, somebody who's completely innocent. Now he, he, I do not believe he did anything criminal, but reprehensible. Yes. But in any case, they can just make stuff up out of whole cloth. If you don't get due process, if you don't get your rights, that's what the rights are for to protect you against government. I want to wrap it up on the Kavanaugh um, hearing, though. I've got a call from Teresa. Hi, Teresa. You're on with Monica. Hi. Hey, Monica. Uh, I came up with a, put my little noggin to work here, and I came up, I don't think Dr. Cook was actually assaulted. And there was Dr. Ford? I don't think she was assaulted. Why? One, the first red flag was her profession when I found out what she did for a living. Yeah. Uh, well, she has patience, too. I think she may have borrowed the circumstances that something may have happened to one of her patients or students. And yeah, well, I'll it. tell you. Um, That's interesting. Binkley, my producer here, he uh, brought up some of the same points, including she is a psychologist. Uh, I noticed, I believe it was her thesis, was about um, uh, childhood psychology issues. But she had many, many, many papers and in trying to figure out if any of those could contribute to her understanding of things like fear of flying or uh, claustrophobia or assault. I mean, she's she's coming out with some serious psychological problems that uh, have have very specific diagnoses. And and Binkley, you tried to find her um, academic history. And what did you come up with? I came up with nothing. She has like uh, or she used to have like 70 uh, published papers, academic papers, and those can be revealing. And, and so I wanted to read through some of them, but um, they were removed from the internet. 
all of them. They're gone. Like they were linked on a mainstream site that was trying to bolster her credibility. And, and they her were high still, school stuff was gone. Yeah, too. and her her high school yearbook was removed. The information uh, uh, about her, her online presence, was purged before or right at the time all this happened. So that doesn't mean that she is lying, but it does make you ask why. Why yeah, did what, that happen? If you wanted to get an insight into what you're saying, Teresa, could be true or not. Yeah. You can't because they've taken it away. Plus, didn't there was well, a letter? Also, this was yeah. this would be one theory that would explain why she couldn't remember things because she was just taking the story she heard and she didn't know the details. Right. But but also, if you don't remember, then the people can fill in the blanks later and all that. But I'll tell you, for me, thank you so much for the call. For me, I uh, I just the the president to go back to somebody's high school. I, I did not want to give her, whether she earned credence or not, It's I feel that it's profoundly inappropriate to do that, and I'll tell you why. Because I believe the next step, and I and I and even on Fox Business News, I think I was listening to Neil Cavuto, he said, you know, what are they going to do? Go back to, for future FBI background checks, are they going to go back to high school from now on? Are they going to go back to middle school from now on? And and yes, so there are two serious implications that I do not like about what's happening here, just about the time frame. One is uh, with the time frame issue is kids real for people to think for themselves and understand concepts that are not just your mainstream pablum, the stuff they're getting from YouTube, the stuff they're getting from cable news for them to think outside that box. They have to have the courage to be able to think for themselves, not be afraid of their own thoughts. And they are becoming afraid of their own thoughts. And this, because their thoughts become digitized like instantly. They have a thought and they immediately transmit it on their phones. And if that's a paper trail now, you have to actually caution your kids against that. And they think of the Internet as a cognitive tool. You can't have them, uh, I try to tell my kids, it's not a forum for free speech. After my experience of getting banned from WordPress and so much important stuff lost, that uh, I realized that you, you, it's, not, it's not for that. We need to resuscitate more uh, traditional forums, forums for po- politics. But one thing that it's, a lot of times the most significant outgrowth of a story like this is something that gets almost no press. I feel like the transgender bathroom issue and this, what she's talking about, could be a stepping stone to wanting people wanting cameras in bathrooms and bedrooms. And that is not going to help women. (laughs) You know, I am not comfortable with that. But, uh, you know, it reminds me of one of those Black Mirror episodes. Black Mirror, I was thinking about that. Yeah, where people had their phones were implanted into their own brains or their eyeglasses or whatever. And then if there was ever an issue like this, they would just replay what they saw so that every single thing you saw or heard was replayable, which were like almost there now. People are doing it voluntarily. Uh, So thank you for that. And... Uh, but I have to just touch on the the Cosby stuff. I I, I, I want to tell you what happened. Like people don't even know the story here of what happened with Bill Cosby. Uh, this this woman um, uh, accused him of something in uh, whatever before 2005. And in 2005, the DA uh, put out a press release that said, 
we've come to an agreement. I will not prosecute or the government, the state will not prosecute Bill Cosby in this matter. And his intent was to encourage Bill Cosby to give a deposition in the civil matter so that this woman who he felt there was not enough evidence for, he didn't believe her, but he said there wasn't enough evidence to bring the charges anyway. But civil cases have a lower standard of evidence. So she was going to sue him in civil court. And this guy basically released Cosby to be compelled to testify in civil court by assuring him that those words could not be used against him. So he got Cosby to give up his Fifth Amendment rights. And he put out a press release to that effect. Fast forward to now, and the judge overseeing Cosby's case, Stephen O'Neill, who had run against Castor, and Castor had... Get, had uh, delivered some dirty pool on this guy way back when Cosby wanted this judge to recuse himself, but he would not. He did not respect Castor's agreement with Bill Cosby and allowed not only he allowed the prosecutor to bring parts of the deposition into the case. Jurors later said that those excerpts from the deposition is what got them to convict Cosby, but he did not let Cosby bring other parts or the entire deposition in. It's really egregious. Don't even, I know, Binkley, you're like, what? Yes, it's all true. And this is why one of the many, many reasons it'll probably be overturned on appeal. So let me keep going through the amendments that are violated. That just brings me to the fact that, so the prosecutor wouldn't press charges in the beginning, um, and that's a Sixth Amendment issue where he had the right to a speedy trial and did not get one and was assured that he would not ever be tried. So, and now he's on trial many years later. So his rights, his Sixth Amendment right was abridged. But, so the prosecutor didn't bring um, charges. The first jury recently was hung and did not convict. Uh, This jury convicted on this deposition, which is probably overturnable along with many other factors in this case means that Cosby will likely win on appeal. So what did the judge do? He would not let him have bail pending appeal. So now he's in jail, even though it's probably a fatally flawed conviction. So he's in jail right now. And that is both cruel because the guy knows, the judge knows all the flaws in the conviction. And it's unusual because this is an 80-year-old guy who no longer poses a blind 80-something-year-old who no longer poses the threat to society he's accused of posing. Furthermore, that deposition, he did not say that he sedated women to rape them he said i carried quaaludes around because that's what the quote kids like to do so i would lure them back with promises of quaaludes knowing i mean having repeat relationships with these people i he said i didn't even take a drink i would let them have a drink or have a quaalude and uh seduce them but that's what i did and then that's so low he didn't even have ugh, disgusting repulsive yeah, I was under the impression, based on what I saw in the news, until you told me about that. I didn't know anything about quaaludes. I didn't know it was a desirable drug. I was under the impression it was something that he that he like slipped something in people's drinks, and they had no idea. Then they passed out. That's no, the it wasn't a roofie. It was something people desired. He yeah. was he used it as bait. Yeah, from what I could tell, but you can't. Maybe there is the. Maybe I could have found the real deposition. I looked. But then I found a lead just before the show started. I didn't get to see. Uh, yeah, like no. When you told me that, it like it changed my perspective on it. Yeah, what he did was disgusting. It makes me like want to throw up in my mouth. But yeah. it's not what they are saying. It's not what you think he did. And then uh, I have a real smoking gun on why I think at the bottom of it all. So that's the Eighth Amendment is that cruel and unusual punishment, which him being in jail right now uh, to me is a violation of his Eighth Amendment. So we've got Fifth, Sixth, and Eighth 
I think is undeniable that he was denied those rights. But I have a smoking gun that it was all because of his political speech and that it's really a First Amendment issue. I'll give it to you after the break. Uh, 800 WSB Talk. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. I'm not interested in fantasies. I'm interested in reality. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Quick notes regarding elections and the upcoming election. Binkley and I will for sure be back at our regular time during the UGA bye week, October 20th, Saturday from 3 to 6. And I believe it's going to be uh, everything you need to know about Stacey Abrams and uh, the gubernatorial race. And there'll be plenty about Brian Kemp, too. I mean, you've just got to uh, you got to see the ugly truth, the naked truth. And um, in that vein, my favorite uh, election integrity activist, Garland Favorito, whose Twitter handle is at VoterGA and his website is VoterGA.org. A lot of his stuff is on Facebook. You can get to from uh, that website. He, uh, There's a Safe Voting System Commission meeting Friday, October 12th from 9 to 5 at the Secretary of State's Professional Licensing Boards Division. It's at 237 Coliseum Drive in Macon. Um, and voter GA is slotted to say their piece, I guess, at 1 p.m. So if you want to be involved in that, learn more about it, go to on Twitter at voter GA or voterga.org and follow through to their Facebook page. I am going to take a quick call um, from Paul and Dunwoody. Hi, Paul. You are on with Monica. I can't get this to click, Rachel. Hi, are you there? Yes, yes, yes. I'm calling about the drug problems we're having. Uh, the the press mentioned 30 doctors arrested or caught with uh, over-prescribing opiates in North Georgia. Well, there's also something called roof, and it's used to rape people. Roofies? Uh, roof, roof. It's called the roof drug. It hasn't been heard about lately, but it was heard about back in the 80s. Yes, I think I think you're talking about roofies. Roofies. Can you explain? Can you explain that? Yes, I believe the roofie. That's the thing that muddies this Cosby case. Roofie is the date rape drug is something that you slip in somebody's drink that makes them unconscious. And there was a woman unrelated to Cosby's conviction who claimed, although she had an ongoing relationship with him, that she drank coffee with him and then passed out. Uh, so that is what a roofie would do to you. The date rape drug, you go get, slip something in their drink, they come to your house and pass out, and then I guess you take advantage of their unconscious body. But And they may or may not even remember it. And that's the, that's the thing that makes it dangerous. A couple of things make it dangerous. Uh, but what he was doing was different he according the only thing that got him convicted was his own words and his own deposition and it was that he deliberately carried around with him quaaludes which is not a knockout drug and it's a getting high drug it was very popular at the time and that's even in the deposition and i remember it as a little little kid uh who was exposed to some uh countercultural elements and as the youngest of nine but uh, people would talk about it the way um, the next generation talked about ecstasy. And he used it as a lure, as a bait. And so he would tell them that this he had them and they would want it. But, of course, it relaxed them and they 
uh, were easy to take advantage of. And what's truly disgusting about what he did is that he himself was not taking them. He wasn't even drinking. He was just trying to uh, take advantage of them, yeah. which it's just disgusting. It's yeah. disgusting. And we should talk about that because that is a reprehensible moral behavior. And no, I mean, we should we should think very ill of his character for doing that. Um, especially probably taking advantage of people who were starstruck, which actually also appears in the deposition. One of the girls said she was starstruck, and I can see that. Young people, I hate it. It's gross. Um, However, he was not convicted for doing that. He was convicted for um, little excerpts of that deposition, which led the jury to believe that he was sedating women to have non-consensual sex with him. That's what I thought, based on what I had known about it, until you informed me of this. Yeah, and he and and so I encourage people to research this and look into it. I just rattled off some. I just rattled off some of the amendments that were violated. I'm going to hit the First Amendment at the bottom of the hour. There's a great article in the Atlanta Voice by a very courageous Stacey Brown. I'm going to refer to that after the break. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's the, the tough job to defend the rights of unsympathetic people. What my environmentalist teacher said, it's easy to defend charismatic megafauna. But this is uh, not the case. So more to come. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Have you ever questioned the nature of your reality? On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am your libertarian voice on WSB, usually Saturdays 3 to 6, but uh, I'm on right now, Sunday 1 to 3, and you can go to our Twitter feeds, Binkley, my producer, and I, at Freedom Act Radio or at Monica Perez Show, to see how you can listen to our podcasts during this uh period of moving schedules but don't forget october 20th is the bye week we will have our show on saturday three to six and it's going to be the definitive uh abrams show so everything that you are not hearing about stacy abrams and some uh you know it's like the It's the classic lesser of two evils thing. Let's see what let's see what we can come up with for uh, as a reference. Hey, if you don't know, you got to listen to this show. That's my goal for the October twentieth show. But we are uh, we're talking about we were talking about Kavanaugh, but I also was talking a lot about Bill Cosby because people do not understand. I, I mean, one in a hundred people probably know the truth of what Bill Cosby did, said he did. Um, and how the conviction that put him in jail right now violated clearly four different um, rights in the Bill of Rights to protect you against government abuse. And he's a very unsympathetic character, and that is why it is not possible. Uh, that's why he doesn't get sympathy. But if if all the coverage that was bestowed upon the... Kavanaugh back and forth with with his uh, sexual his accuser of sexual of a sexual attack in high school. I mean, not it, it, two things would have I would have preferred two 24 seven news coverage topics over the past week or two. Uh, so there's thousands of hours of cable news coverage on Kavanaugh v. Ford. And 
If we had used that time to do one of two things, explore Kavanaugh on the issues. Could he be truly fair and objective, especially in the light of how he treated a witness in the Vince Foster investigation um, or in his the way he treated uh, recently the Fourth Amendment, um, Guantanamo, stuff like that. Let's talk about those issues. But even better would have been if the Bill Cosby case had been completely vetted for its constitutional flaws. It would have brought awareness across the country to what, uh, to how vulnerable we are to government overreach and how the Bill of Rights is the last, is that thin line um, protecting us from that. And, and he was deprived of that. Uh, you had a great, Binkley, uh, you had a great tweet that is a perfect lead-in for my um for my uh, the my smoking gun on the First Amendment issue underlying the Bill Cosby case. Let's hear it. All right. Dean says that, yes, the government did him dirty, talking about Bill Cosby. They broke the law to get punishment for the sake of the movement, not to mention the bogus rationalization used to unseal the court documents for the AP. Okay. So what he's talking about, what Dean's talking about is the Associated Press, uh, who knows who... who prompted them to reopen this case after so many years, uh, wanted the deposition. So I said earlier that the prosecutor in 2005 put out a press release. We're sealing the records. We made an agreement with Bill Cosby that we would never prosecute this case. And either in that press release or just privately or whatever it was known, Castor, the DA at the time, said, I am doing this so that this woman can get um, a deposition out of Bill Cosby in the civil case and and he can basically forfeit or waive his Fifth Amendment rights and not be um, not risk self-incrimination because he will not be criminally prosecuted. So uh, that deposition, he described what he did, which was disgusting. He gave he offered women quaaludes, which they took, and he did not so that he could seduce them, which he did. but the the deposition was later unsealed and and weirdly in the jury trial against him the entire deposition was not permitted as evidence only the excerpts put forth by the prosecution i mean it's clearly a uh, a fatal flaw in this guy's conviction which will likely be overturned so the judge probably knowing that waived bail so that he had to go to jail pending appeal which to me is an eighth amendment violation as cruel and unusual to put an 80 year old blind guy in jail um for something he's clearly not going to be able to do anymore and people in jail are probably going to have the same perception that doesn't understand that is unaware of all the other things so they're going to see him as um even worse than he is. Yeah, and he might be uh, isolated, which is yeah. also before that reason. I know he's in a single cell. So, but here's the thing: How did that deposition get unsealed? It wasn't unsealed in that jury case. It was unsealed before, which is why the, the why the case was reopened because the Associated Press got it unsealed. So, a different judge, Eduardo Robrano, uh, made this crazy argument. Uh, he this is the bottom line there's a there's a ruling i think in a case called pansy saying privacy you have a right to privacy you can't the government can't put out courts you can protect court documents if they're really embarrassing 
that that you you don't have to you can testify openly in court even if something's embarrassing because it won't you will have a right of privacy. It's so that people will testify honestly, obviously. So, uh, but there is a, a, a several exceptions to that or mitigants. Privacy. This is from Pansy. Privacy can be curtailed if the party benefiting from the order of confidentiality is a public entity or official. Public entity or official, and that, and by that they mean like an elected person. So, so this, Robreno says, although the defendant is a public person, he does not surrender his privacy rights at the doorstep of the courthouse. Were this so? Well-known non-governmental public figures visible in the public eye, but pursuing strictly private activities, would be subject to spurious litigation brought perchance to gain access to the intimate details of their personal lives. Under these circumstances, the potential for abuse is high. Yes, so the AP wanted salacious details of this guy's sex life mm-hmm. for, you know, no, no public purpose, or... There were a lot of cases against Cosby at the time because this stuff was bubbling up that these this deposition could be used by those people if they were nefarious actors, as this judge suspects some might be, to make the thing sound legitimate because it will echo what his words are. It will highly prejudice any future proceedings. This is the lawyer in me coming out. Sorry if I <laughs> okay, uh, reverse halo effect. See, now that's they the propaganda analyst to you. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand that. Okay, but let me finish. All right. Um, it says, this case, however, is not about defendant's status as a public person by virtue of the exercise of his trade as a televised or comedic personality. Rather, defendant has donned the mantle of public moralist and mounted the proverbial electronic or print soapbox which is what an, an elected official uses to volunteer his views on among other things child rearing family life education and crime to the extent that defendant has freely entered the public square and thrust himself into the vortex of these public issues he has voluntarily narrowed the zone of privacy that he is entitled to claim wait a minute yeah so because you engage in discourse yeah. you lose those rights you were talking about this right is what so he's engaging in political speech this guy says very importantly from a soapbox but a soapbox is what an elected official or a public a, a candidate uses to get elected yeah this guy was a citizen speaking uh, out against some pervasive problems with society culture, he was exercising his First Amendment right strictly as a pu- as a private citizen with public with access to public forums because of his position. But he was saying this stuff at an award ceremony. They actually referred to his pound cake speech, which was at an award ceremony for him. Um. So and then later. It says, uh, so there were a bunch of additional cases. People were making accusations against Bill Cosby, and he started speaking out and saying, I did not do any of that stuff. Forget about it. This judge goes on to say, by joining the debate about the merits of the allegations against him, 
he has further diminished his entitlement to a claim of privacy. Wow. So by defending himself in the court of public opinion where these people were making accusations, he has negated his right to keep that deposition sealed, which not only was embarrassing, but it it was a violation of his Fifth Amendment right. He would never have made those statements. Entrapment. I think it is clear to say. Hmm? Entrapment, it sounds like. Well, after the fact, but the, also what the guy said, what the judge said was that they failed to show that it would be embarrassing to him or cost him anything, which is crazy because he was on the verge of getting a new show. The proof is in the pudding that clearly it's highly detrimental to him. And, and there, because their case was like, it's clear that he would be embarrassed. And the guy's like, but you didn't articulate in what ways? You know, so you really should one one should read it. I printed it out. It's crazy. Many, many, many pages. But uh, so so it's crystal clear to me that or I should say that I just believe I presented evidence that it is his exercise of the First Amendment that led to his being denied Fifth, Sixth and Eighth Amendment rights. Yeah. So. Is this the first time you've heard all this, Binkley? That is the first time I've heard all that. <laughs> and it's because he's such an unsympathetic character. Oh, my goodness. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, all right. We're going to take a break. And then after the break, I actually, I'm not sure I can tolerate the sick clip that you want to I, I was shocked when I saw what Bill Cosby retweeted in his own defense Clearly yeah. displaying his lack of awareness. Yes, he is a truly uncharismatic. <laughs> All right, if uh, I'm going to give you a uh, earmuffs warning. You got kids in the car, put your earmuffs on. So after the break, we're going to play this clip and wrap it up. Uh, thanks, Binkley. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Everything she said was true. She knew. Nobody believed her. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Next time we have a prize pack, we're going to have to see if people know what that clip was from. It's my favorite, as you can imagine. Um, uh, yes, we are back. We're wrapping it up. Binkley, I'm a little nervous about what you're about to play. So people, earmuff your children. It's not, I don't know. Ugh. What do you think, Binkley? It's not, not vulgar bad? in like language. It's just what it, it's, right. you know, okay. I think it's important for this. Uh, this All moment. right, so introduce it, play it. I'm going to distance. I went over to Bill Cosby's twitter page recently who he's advertising his new comedy special strangely oh my gosh and uh, he had retweeted over the summer farrakhan tweet so uh, farrakhan, tell farrakhan is. yeah we're gonna play the clip right now of uh Lewis like, who Fair is he uh, do what he's the leader of the nation of islam leader of the nation of islam and ironically um the kind of hero of many of the women's march organizers the main founders of it which really drives me crazy because if I'm not mistaken, if memory serves, the two convicted killers of Malcolm X were members of the Nation of Islam. Yes. And I have a lot of respect for Malcolm X. And I think that that was a world altering tragedy, kind of unprecedented. Yeah. So for, this is know, Louis Farrakhan, friend of Women's March leader, leaders, and uh, retweeted by Bill Cosby recently. We can play that clip. Bill Cosby. Sisters.
You know how easy it is for men in power to have sex with you? Some of you will resist. But most women who want to move up in the world, Bill Cosby don't have to offer you no quailu. That was awful. I, I have to say. It. I should have listened to it. <laughs> I have to say that the best defense to a sexual assault accusation in the middle of the hashtag Me Too movement is not women are easy. See, Louis Farrakhan said so. Did the, you are, That is from Bill Cosby's verified Bill Twitter. Cosby retweeted that in his own defense and said thank you to him. So, look, it's hard to defend this guy. Such an unsympathetic character. Such an unsympathetic character. I I have a daughter. I, I was a young woman. I, I I was harassed in the extreme many times. I People, yeah. men are sharks. They're animals. And this guy was one of those people. And this is the guy who the women who are behind these Kavanaugh protests... They idolize this guy. That is, I just don't get that. The irony. I don't know. I, it's all that means justify the ends thing. I mean, you can't, I mean, that's the thing with Kavanaugh. Like, I want to look at the issues. You've got to actually look at what this person's uh, character and principles, like first you have to see what they say their principles are. Then you have to see if they adhere to those principles. This guy is clearly stating principles that are offensive. And uh, yeah, so yes, I would say Bill Cosby was ill-advised that was, to, yeah. to tweet that. But he's sitting in jail, um, I would say completely unjustifiably right now. And uh, and that's a tragedy. And of course, the reality is that it's the unsympathetic character who paves the way for uh, an end to rights. And 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 what happens? They do things like Matt Lauer or whatever, like they'll they'll take somebody, they'll deprive them of their rights or they'll make a summary judgment, rush to judgment. And then that rush to judgment will be proven correct. You know, Bill Cosby's obviously contributing to this and that just validates the necessity of having is what Kavanaugh said in the metadata thing even if it were a violation of the search we have this necessity where we don't have time for rights right now you know I'm, I'm that that should have been the issue we'll be back October 20th um, and in the meanwhile you can check out our podcasts on uh, well just go to at free at, at freedom acts radio this is Monica Perez with Brad Binkley thanks guys bye For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Grainger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Grainger. For the ones who get it done.